This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Welcome to the Doggish Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to the topics, events, and personalities impacting dog parents today. My name is Jason Arias, co-founder of Forever USA, the dog photography experience for you and the dog who stole your heart. And with all, with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Miss Sylvia West. Okay. How are you today? You okay, Jason? Oh, yeah, little, I'm, doing, uh, I'm doing good. Got a little, uh, little tongue-tied there. I know. It's... It, it happens. I mean, I have this effect on people. I've been told. Um, well, I'm just your, kidding. It's the That's new fabulous hair colors and your wounds. Listen, my your, wounds. Your busted up arm. And oh, my gosh. So for everybody, we, we've been talking for a couple minutes before this. And she, yes. Miss Sylvia, went uh, hiking with a client. With a client. And some dogs, and she fell down a mountain. Hold so on, you got to give them the whole story because I don't really know what else there is to that my story. Client, my client got me lost. Okay. <laughs> I think that's the most important thing. Like, I'm trusting this human. I'm like, let's go for this amazing hike. I'm going to show you how great your dog is trained off leash. And we're like going along. And then it all went downhill. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Here's what's crazy, though, is I mentioned J.J. Abrams and the Island of Lost. And that's when things got real. Well, that's probably weird. what it was. Like was legit. That's when all of a sudden we did get lost. And yep. then we found like this weird Jeep in the forest. So stuff strange. happened. I, the hatch. I, I ate shit. There you go. Um, Anyways, okay. let's get on to our guest. So we're meet, we're going to get to hang out with Danielle Wagner today. And, hey, hey. and uh, this is the first topic that we've had somebody reach in and want to just talk about. Um, I mean, a, it's like an, an, a topic, like being a dog mom. And that's what we're comfortable with. And, and the, and the la- or the too much judgment happening in the world about just wanting to be a dog mom without kids and not getting married and that kind of stuff. Which I, Danielle... I feel you. I can't wait to get into this topic. Let's just, let's just dive in. Let's go. Let's do this. Amazing. Well, welcome to the show, Danielle. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? We are fantastic. Yes. I'm a little less than fantastic. I'm like, I've lost a little bit of my, yeah, I got my second vaccine yesterday. So I'm a little like, and then she fell down the mountain. I've also, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know I kind of feel bad telling people when I got my vaccine, didn't feel a thing. I was like, if I wasn't there to see them put the vaccine yeah. in my arm, I would what not have known know? I got it because yep, my first know. one was like that. I was like, did this happen? I went hiking the next day, not the day that I fell down the mountain, Jason, with a gaggle of doggos. And I was <laughs> fine. But today I'm feeling a little hit by a bus but not like oh my gosh my one of my assistants was like sick for two days he it was it was like really bad so yeah. uh, here nor there okay hold on time out there is a cute fluffer butter on your lap at this very moment <laughs> who is i must know this is alfie also known as our alpha which we did not know that when i picked the name alfie mm. but it fits him 
He's also our naughty one. He said, I am the boss. <laughs> and he'll probably be around the whole time because he has to be near me or on my lap constantly. That's great. So. I mean, relatable. My children are finally learning how to bond. Oh, really, Isn't Juniper? That, and- yes. She's so fun. Okay, so backstory. If you haven't listened, Danielle, I adopted a new puppy in December. My, I already have an old dog. He's 10. We call him our curmudgeon and he absolutely <laughs> abhors her, but she has oh. learned to like navigate when he's actually going to strike and when he's just talking about it. So she'll like gently back into his bed. Like she's like, I'm backing in. And he's like growling at her like, ah, and she's like, I'm just gently backing in. And then she'll like, and then she's like, I'm here. And then she'll just go and be the little spoon. And then he quiets and then they spoon. It's, it's very sweet. Oh, very happy. Our old man just jumped on the couch behind me. How old's your like, old man? Almost nine. Okay. And I swear every time we adopt a new dog, he's like, really? Another one? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're at five now, right? Yes, yeah. we are at five. <laughs> I mean, that's a good number. I, I think don't that's think a I great could- number. I couldn't do that here in L.A. I think we cap out at four, but I can additionally have four cats. I just don't know if I want to go down the cat mom. Yeah. And we people asked me a long time ago, oh, how many dogs do you see yourself having one day? And I kind of nonchalantly was like five because it's my favorite number. Well, there you go. Here we are with five dogs, but they're all also very small. Okay. Teddy's the biggest and he's 15 pounds. So. Watch out, big kahuna coming through. <laughs> See, we have like three medium to medium large. We talked about dog sizing. I always like clothing size. I, see, I would consider large, brownie medium. medium. Yeah. 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 She's like 30 pounds, 40 pounds. Yeah, I would but, say that's medium. Yeah, but together, yeah. like uh, Brownie and Lucy, they're a tornado. No, they, <laughs> they play very rough. So medium sized tornado yeah, or a large sized tornado? Both a large sized tornado. <laughs> So Danielle, you're you're coming to us and you have a lot of experience with this already, right? So you have um you're currently on the news in Wisconsin. Yes. One of my favorite states, go pack go. <laughs> yes, you have to be a Packers fan right. living here. Luckily, I was a Packers fan before moving here as well. Just because I'm originally from Iowa and we don't have our own professional football team, mm-hmm. sports teams in Iowa. So I did cheer for the Packers and now we're full fledged cheese heads. <laughs> yeah, if you could see my wall right here, I have a giant Paul Horning jersey framed right in front of oh, me. Oh nice. No lie. Very cool. Yeah, so we've been here almost six years. Cool. Wow. Did you move for the the job or I did. I moved for the job um, to take over. At that time it was a weekend anchor position and reporting position. And then moved up into the weekday evening anchor position. So when it's not the middle of a pandemic, I usually anchor the five, six and 10 o'clock newscasts. Dang. Right now we're all solo anchoring just so we're not sitting next to each other. So depending on the day, one or two newscasts or if other people are on vacation, then I anchor four newscasts in a row. So it just kind of depends on the day. But yes, I did move here for the job and the main reason I took this job was because it's still close to my family. We're only about three and a half hours away. So I just didn't want to be too far away from my mom, my dad, my brothers, and now my nephews. That's awesome. Oh, fun. Okay. Now, when you say nephews, are these human nephews or doggo nephews? Because I have both. <laughs> yeah. so. I have 
two human nephews and two furry nieces. Ah, okay. Do you buy them adorable fits? Because I feel like that would be your, you're that yes. auntie. <laughs> My one brother gets so annoyed with me because... I, he says I spend you know too much money on the fun stuff. I just got my nephew, and we I have another niece or nephew on the way. We Ooh. don't know yet, but arriving this summer. So I got a onesie <laughs> and a matching T-shirt that says my aunt is definitely cooler than my dad. I mean, you're Kidding. probably not wrong. I'm nope. just throwing that no. out there. And I get a lot of dog shirts like. For Logan, he has a shirt I bought him that says my sister barks and all that fun stuff. <laughs> Amazing. No, true story. My uh, co-worker just had a uh, her first grandchild, human mm-hmm. grandchild. And um, as a congratulations, you're a grandma present. I got her custom made bandanas for her dogs that say <laughs> world's best uncle. <laughs> Because that is amazing. <laughs> what else would I buy for? You know, Great. I'm just saying it's my expertise. It's the dog. Absolutely. Yes. So are you like officially because in my family, like I am officially the dog lady of my family. Is that <laughs> absolutely? Yes. I love your I'm... face. You're like, <laughs> clearly, I am the oldest. So once we got past the stage where like my youngest brother got married first and had a kid first. And then my middle brother got married and had a kid and Danielle's the oldest, but I'm like, Hey, you guys have dogs from me. You've got the grandkids from the boys. Like you don't need actual kids from me because you've got plenty of grand dogs. So yeah, it's, it's been a running joke. My brothers will constantly say, you know, the next time I talk to you, how many more dogs are you going to have adopted? You're like, um, I'm still aiming for five. Thanks. Um, perfect. So, okay. So with this being said, because I too come from a really large family, I'm the last of 11. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and we I didn't are know Latin- that. Oh yeah, dude. Where are you? Where, 11? Where you yes. There's 11 of us. I am Latina despite my, <laughs> despite my dashing Caucasian looks. <laughs> what? Okay, we'll move well, forward. I love Go ahead. What you did with your hair. That's <laughs> Thank so you. Thank you so much. Okay, so yes, I'm the last of 11. And my nephew had his first son when I was 18. Now, you can imagine like the age span between us is quite large because literally I have nephews that are as old as I am. I literally just got an invite to a baby shower for my nephew and his wife next week. Um, Yes. So like babies everywhere. And um, (laughs) definitely like I know for me, there's a lot of pressure in my family. Like my sisters are always asking me like, oh, when are you? You know, my husband and I, we've been together for 10 years, but we got married in 2019. And of course, it's like the minute you get engaged, I feel like it goes like this. You get engaged and people are like, when's the wedding? And then like you're like, oh, it's on this date. And then you get closer to the wedding. You're not even married yet. And they're like, so when are you having babies? I'm like, whoa, homegirl's trying to build a career here. Hold on. (laughs) Um, So yeah. I mean, did you experience a lot of pressure from your family? Was there any kind of push and pull that you felt like dedicating to be a dog mom? Right. And there might've been a little pressure that I put on myself initially being the oldest, feeling like you have to do things first, Mm. but I quickly kind of changed my perspective when I started adopting dogs and it just felt like that was the right thing for me. Mm. And my parents especially my mom have just always been so supportive because I think she realizes rescuing dogs makes me happy. 
So she's never put pressure on me to get married, to have kids, which is really nice because I feel like, you know, that's who it would be coming from maybe as the mom, like, oh, I want to, you know, help you pick out your wedding dress and be there on your wedding day and have all the grandkids running around. So I'm very grateful that she has just let me be me and do my own thing. I also think she knew that my brothers would get married and have kids. So it's like, if I didn't, (laughs) it wasn't the end of the world. But from my not immediate family, I get asked all the time, you know, especially when we moved to Wisconsin and people didn't know us because my boyfriend and I have been together for seven years. So it's just a natural question. Oh, when are you getting married? But, you know, just not for us. Mm. No, I, I mean, I it really matter like, sometimes like, it, yeah, that it's um, when when Christy and I, you know, when we got married, it was not about just the documentation. We just wanted to have a party that was kind of celebrating our relationship and yeah. anybody can do that. And it, it's interesting that the perspective that we've gained just in the photography community, I like weddings, but after photographing so many of them, I've also realized that we're celebrating a day. We're spending a lot of money on a day with a lot of people that we hardly ever see in a location that we may have never been and spending Mm -hmm. a bunch of money on clothes that we're likely never going to wear again Mm -hmm. instead of what we've really switched to which is why we moved into the portrait business like helping people celebrate their everyday like why are we not spending more time showing people and investing into what makes us happy every day instead of this moment that is a bunch of fictional or fictitious stuff true story right there we're gonna take a quick break Um, and I'm going to jump back in here. Yeah, take because, it. Yes, I totally agree. This is why my husband and I eloped to Scotland because we were like, let's go on vacation. And <laughs> while we're there, get married. Although I have to say, I did enjoy lugging a giant wedding dress through the airport. Um, it was quite exciting to be, <laughs> you know, we got like everyone just let us on first because we were carrying like our wedding outfits on the way there. So they were like, load on, you can put your dress away. Um, but yeah, we know we got married for the tax breaks. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> sort of. hey, I've looked into that. If my tax guy thought it would benefit us. <laughs> you're, all, you're all so CPA about this marriage thing. Just wondering. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but I am not anti-marriage by any means. I think if you want to get married, that is amazing for you. And, you know, maybe it's just me. I'm sure there's obviously other people too, but growing up, I was never one of those little girls who said, when I get older, I want to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to have a career. So I've always just been more career driven. And I don't think one is right or wrong. I think it's whatever you want to do with your own life, whatever makes you happy. So I'm thrilled that my brothers got married and had kids, but it's just not for me. Well, I think like if we can get, you know, so socially 
incorrect for a second. As a woman, I can totally relate. And I feel like the pressure is different for women than it is for men. Like no one's telling their son, like, son, you're going to you're going to grow up and you're going to find a lovely lady and provide like they're you know what I mean? I don't like, know maybe about that. a little bit, maybe a little bit. I, I like, definitely don't know about that. Like and I, I think that's where it does get interesting that we don't have yeah. enough conversation between men and women because there is yeah. a significant weight on men to do that. You know what? I actually take that back because I did talk with my husband and I went through therapy. This is a very revealing episode for me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No. So our therapist told us that like there's something called the three P's that men uh, experience societally. And it's like the like the pressure of um, paternity um providing and then i always forget what the last one is but like overshadows your ability to find like spirituality your emotional mm-hmm. happiness like those three things are what are supposed to make you happy i think for women like the idea that you can grow up and be a career woman that has a lot of dogs is not really like something that people are like you know what you should just grow up and like follow your bliss and have a house full of animals and like you you know not that being on one side or the other is right or wrong i just think that like why don't we talk about this more and why isn't it more socially okay to just be like i just want to have a bunch of doggos and like that fulfills me you know i don't i don't have a like ticking time bomb in my womb that's like something needs to happen before i'm too old like i I don't experience speaking of that being the oldest Mm. that was the question i got the most after both of my brothers had children was doesn't that make you want to have your own kids? Like, doesn't that be more of a reason to have kids? I'm like, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I love my nephews, but it actually reinforced that I don't want my own children. (laughs) You're like watching them run around was amazing birth control. I love them so much, but I'm the first one to say kids are exhausting, more exhausting than my dogs, Mm. (laughs) because I can spend all day with my dogs. I'm fine. No big deal. I spend a full day with my nephews. I am so tired. You're chasing after them, running around, playing, entertaining them. So it's just, I'm like, I'll tell you right now, neither one of my boys are going to come sit on my lap, like, like (laughs) Alfie here and just chill like that ain't happening. These are facts. I mean, I I feel like I got very lucky because all of my nieces and nephews were like, we were all the same age. So like I was running around and entertaining them when I was also needing to run around and be entertained. So I have yet. And now like my niece has a baby and like I watch her chase around her toddler and I'm like, oh, no, not for me. (laughs) I'm exhausted. I am exhausted (laughs) looking at that. And I like sleep. No. (laughs) I have, I have a three, I have a three month old puppy in my house right now that I'm doing a board and train for who is a bad sleeper and I feel miserable. <laughs> <laughs> do you, what's your, so you're, you're adopting Danielle. Do you, do you have a age? Are you like a senior lover? Do you take them all? You know, it's honestly, it's been random with each of our dogs. I know it sounds kind of weird to say, um, but only one was really planned. (laughs) Um, It started actually 15 years ago this summer. It will be 15 years when I had my first dog, Cubby. And I was actually just me and Cubby for six years. So I haven't always been this way. I was always worried like, oh, if I get another dog, is Cubby going to think I don't love him as much? It's going to disrupt his routine. So I was very hesitant. And then I adopted Teddy. I I just honestly saw a picture of him 
um, on the local Humane Society page, reached out, adopted Teddy. They bonded. It was incredible. And I realized, oh my gosh, this is great for me and for them to have that companionship. So we had two dogs and then we tried fostering and I can't foster. <laughs> emphasis, <laughs> emphasis on the word try. Yes. I am okay to foster if the dog already has a home and just needs some medical attention first and can't go to that home yet, or they're just not old enough or something like that. But if there's a dog that's still available for adoption to foster for me is so hard because I get so attached so quickly. So yes, then we adopted our foster failure, Missy, <laughs> which I knew after two days we were going to adopt her. And my boyfriend was like, why? Like, just trust me. It's happening. <laughs> You're like, her. no, no, this is it. <laughs> we're keeping her. So we had three, um, three years ago, Cubby passed away from a heart tumor. Very hard, obviously. Uh, but I'm also not one of those people that thinks, okay, I can't get another dog because this was so difficult. And I understand that mentality. But from my perspective, I felt like the best way I could honor Cubby was to adopt another dog and give the dog the best home and the home that he had had. So I feel like we, you and I are like the most kindred of spirit. <laughs> <laughs> like legit, le, I, we lost our senior dog in November and like mm -hmm. a week later I was applying for dogs and mm -hmm. it's a weird, it's a weird thing too. Like there's a lot of it pressure is. with that too of like, oh, am I doing this too soon? What will people think of me if I have mm -hmm. this new dog all of a sudden? But um, no, I agree. I think like it's an amazing way to honor. Right. Because you don't life. I didn't want it to come across as if I was trying to replace Cubby because mm -hmm. I could never replace Cubby. No. But what could I do to provide another dog that was in need with mm -hmm. a home? So, yeah, I was just looking on Pet Finder and dangerous place. It, it really is because <laughs> it was about six weeks after Cubby died. I was just on there one night. Pippi's picture popped up and I she reminded me of Cubby when he was a puppy and I was hooked. So I immediately filled out the application. Long story short, I went to see her in the foster home and adopted her. And we built a relationship with her foster mom. So three months later, when she started fostering this guy, <laughs> she sent me a picture. Uh -oh. I was like, oh, Linda, Linda, I know what you're trying to do. And it worked. Because we adopted him. Because at that time, Teddy and Missy were very close in age. And Pippi was about one. And Alfie was about one as well. So I thought, okay, we'll have four dogs. Two very close in age. They'll be bonded, have each other, great. And Pippi and Alfie, three months adoption apart, very, very bonded, close dogs. And then we went, what, two years <laughs> without adopting another dog. And then the same foster mom. Of puppies, <laughs> and she sent me a picture again. And Todd's like, I said, Well, let's go meet them. My boyfriend Todd was like, We're coming home with one of the puppies. <laughs> like, you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> he did, though, but and, he did. Yeah, we did. So that's how we ended up with five. So really, it's Linda's fault. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Linda, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you for What's, sending all What the is the name of uh, Linda's rescue? Place. Uh, she is a volunteer for Last Paw Rescue. Okay. Amazing. And, th and that's in uh, Wisconsin there or, or where? It is. It's based out of Monroe County, Wisconsin. Cool. Very cool. So, I mean, and also like how lovely that you have a partner who understands your proclivities 
<laughs> he's like, no, no, we're bringing one of those puppies home. Like, it's just, yeah, he he's like, was, let's stop it, Petco. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because he was, he claims he was not a dog person when we met. Yes. But I had already had two dogs when we met. And then while we were together, fostered and failed, adopted Missy. And he has, as much as he pretends like he's not a dog person, uh, he definitely is, at least now, because the girls, our two chihuahuas, are like his babies, and they have him wrapped around their little paws. Trust me. Okay. I think that's a perfect place for us to take a quick break. Um, We'll come back with our conversation with Danielle in just a moment. So good. So good. I love how he's sitting there. <laughs> he's just like, I love his perfect center part too. Oh. Like it's very, like it very appropriate. <laughs> he like got dressed for the occasion. I should have eyebrows are on Dana's on him or something. If I knew. I mean, this is a break. We have time for a costume change. <laughs> I go for it. <laughs> we could have okay. done Cubs and Packers and all, all of it. Attire. Yeah, I think definitely like um I, I'm almost a little disappointed that we're not getting these costume changes from Alfie. Um only I know now. Alf, come on. You should have told mommy, mommy, I'm gonna be the star and we need to get all of my you could have had them all laid out. I'm just saying, I'm having a vision here as a very unprepared. I should have done better next time. <laughs> so it's this is all Linda's fault too. No, I'm right. <laughs> all right. So, um, so I think definitely, like, I can uh, totally appreciate. So, are we welcoming everybody back from the break now? Oh, we've been back from the oh, break. Oh, sweet. Season. There we go. Yeah. I didn't want to miss the talk about Alfie's outfits. Okay. Come on now. Um, so we um we were talking about you know partners being dog people or not and i just like i can so appreciate what todd is his name yes yes his dedication to your pooches i mean i really put my husband kirk through the ringer because we at any given time have a new dog in this house for three months you know three three weeks to a month and back when i was a pet sitter only and daniel this is when you'll get jealous sometimes we'd have like eight to nine dogs in here for christmas I mean, That's crazy. oh, yeah, I we I would do Christmas morning. They all had presents to open. They wrote letters to Sandy Paws, um, the whole. And my husband just so dedicatingly would just like film for me. Best Instagram husband ever. Anyways. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jason, you're very quiet over there. Oh, no, 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 no. Gushing. No, there's there's lots. And I, and I love hearing Danielle's perspectives on, on some of this stuff. So I, I don't want to get in but there's a lot of it's interesting because danielle this is a topic that you brought to us and you wanted to get out and just talk about the stigma of women with kids or dogs and not getting married and like all of these different variables but it it, it came up earlier too on the similar stuff with guys and we see it in the studio all the time and i think one of the things that that i've really grown to love about what dogs bring into men's relationships is that it lets them um, I, we've had the toughest guys with the burliest beards and the rattiest hats and their flannel t-shirts in there, like doing little kissy poo faces with their little chihuahuas. And it, 
like it gives us this outlet of not having to portray that rough, tough, burly attitude and let that down for a second and mm. not be judged. Right. And I, and I think in, in a lot of ways, when we're talking about women feeling like they need to get married and have kids and that a dog doesn't count where it's somewhat similar in, in those pressures of like, these are the things that we talk about and these are the things that we expect. And these are the things that we need to say that we have for goals and going to do. Um, but then, but I'm starting to wonder, especially as dogs become a more relevant, um, part of our family. And I mean, you see this in all the major advertisers across the board, like all the major brands that like dogs are getting involved, um, as a member of the family, I think at some point we have to let that go. Mm. Right. Like, like we need to quit being worried about like, Oh, I'm going to be judged because I'm blowing kisses to my dog or <laughs> I'm going to be judged because uh, I've got a little purse poodle that I'm rolling around with me. And instead I'm going to call it my motorcycle <laughs> bag. So like, <laughs> right. So I, I, I don't know. I think there's a, there's like this really broad, topic here. And when we're meeting people strangers for the, for the first time, and I can imagine because Sylvia, you don't have kids, you know, and you just got married and Danielle, you're not getting married and having kids, but it's a, it's a similar question to like, when we sit down and we're like, what do you do for work? Like, I don't know what else to ask you. You know, like we don't want to sit and talk about the weather. We just like, okay, I'm going to try and find some way to connect. Mm. And there's so many people that have kids or there's so many people that are married. It creates that instant connection. Um, Maybe we just need to let it go sometimes too. And I'm not, this isn't a slight at any frustrations that you guys have gone through. Um, I don't know. Have I talked no, enough for you yet? You're, you're <laughs> right. And I'm so excellent contribution. Pre pandemic and post pandemic, I do a lot of community events. You know, so I'm out at things like a dog day at the ballpark or other fundraisers, things that I emcee. And yes, when I'm meeting people for the first time, the first question I get is, oh, are you married? Along with the second question, do you have kids? And I have gotten to a point in my life, I won't say my exact age, but pushing 40, where I, I'm just me, I'm happy with me, and I'm okay just being perfectly honest and saying, nope, not married, don't have kids. I, it doesn't bother me. And I, it also doesn't bother me when people ask. Like maybe some people like, oh, why are you asking me that? But it's the way society is. You're right. It's a conversation starter. It's getting to know somebody. So mm. I do not, I don't take offense by it at all. Now, when people are like, oh, you don't want to get married and you don't want to have kids. <laughs> mm. That's a little bit different, but I just think, you know, do what works best for you and whatever you want to do with your life. Cause me not getting married and not having kids really doesn't impact you. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think too, like for any of our young listeners who maybe like our dog moms and are feeling the pressure, I mean, just carte blanche permission to just go find your bliss. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like that. I don't think that happiness has to look any certain way. And I think as we start looking at, you know, just the normalization of like open sexuality and things like that, too, that are happening, that it's relatively new. I mean, like 30, it's like 30 years old that we're like looking at this as like acceptable. And even, you know, and there's so many people who still don't. I feel like 
as that starts to move, the idea of like what the like, in, you know, the 1950s, like family or the like uh, the American dream image is changing. And like for me, my American dream is like me and my husband and a bunch of doggos on a bunch of property. And I'm like riding horses with dogs everywhere like that for me is like perfect, you know, and I'm traveling whenever I feel like it to any part of this world, you know, um, well, I, I think, think we carry a lot of those values. So I, I think that there is a, it, it's a positive idea that our heritage is worth something. Right. Mm. And, and especially when we're raised in a quality environment, um, are like going back the lineage and, and what that means, but that's been handed down. Right. And so obviously we all have parents, and we mm -hmm. all want our parents' approval. And a lot of times we get our parents' approval by being kind of like them. And so <laughs> um, they had kids. So like like you mm. almost want to mirror them in some way and admitting to yourself, like, that's not the direction I want to go. In my mind is actually a better decision. Like if you don't want to have kids, you should not have kids. The last thing mm. that I want, somebody having kids that doesn't want kids we have so many issues in the world right now because of all the people that have kids that don't want kids. Mm -hmm. So there's just this unique balance. And I think this country as a whole right now is trying to maintain values while still adjusting expectations. Mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense, like uh, there's, there's a whole gray area to really get into, but like we want to hold on to things that are important. But I, I do believe that, adjusting and accepting new norms into our life while not letting go of old values is a interesting balance to, to take on. Danielle, what a whopper you brought to our podcast. This morning. <laughs> You're like, I just want to be a dog mom free and clear. Yeah. <laughs> to that point, speaking of our parents, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. Mm. Um, you know, the tradition of having a father walk his daughter down the aisle at a wedding and I'm the only daughter. Mm. So I did feel a little bit of that pressure. But at the end of the day, I am extremely lucky and grateful that my parents fully support me. And my dad's like, eh, you don't want to get married. I'm fine with that. You know? eh. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. But like they've been married for more than 40 years. Yeah. Wow. So that's an example that I grew up with. And I think that's great. Mm. And I had a wonderful childhood. So it has nothing to do with, you know, oh, I don't want to put my kids through what I went through because it was great for me. It's just the, as I continued to work toward my career and I found dog rescuing, that became my passion. And that's what's important to me at this point. And I think I that's, that. that's amazing to be able to start empowering our uniqueness. And I think as much as we bash on social media, it's also given us the ability to connect with other like-minded people so that you can mm -hmm. live in a small town, plug into the internet and find people that you connect with that may not totally understand what you're talking about. So it, I, I, I love all of it. I love all of that idea. That, and I feel like Sylvia is going to break me here on a, on a. You're so correct, Jason. It is time for another break. So uh, we were talking briefly over the break and, and one of the things that I think would be great to kind of um, give to the listeners that are listening to this podcast is like, how do you, how have you guys reached a place of comfort of like not feeling like an, 
like an outsider. Like, I think it's, it's really sad that you guys have ever felt like that. And that's not fair, but at the same time, how can we empower people just to, um, find their own stability with it and be like, no, I'm, I'm stoked that I'm not having kids and, and kind of moving through that. Either one, like Danielle. I'll, let's, I'll, let's I'll I mean, I wanted to hand it over to our guest because <laughs> right. I'm looking at her like, like you're my hero. I need like eight more dogs, and I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I think, yes, Sylvia, what you think? I mean, for me personally, like it is definitely something that like I still fluctuate between, you know. And these are still conversations that my husband and I are still having. I just know for me right now. It's mm -hmm. not in the plans because I have other things that I'm thinking about. And like, we have other goals together as a unit. And I think the important thing is that I found to be really helpful is like, like-minded people. So like um, all of my girlfriends, we're all about the same age. None of us have kids. Um, we're all dog moms. We're all obsessed about our dogs. Literally most of the time my conversations start because a friend texts me about their dog. And then we just end up like <laughs> chatting about like stuff. Yeah. Um, most of my friends are former dog clients. So like, I'm just surrounded by dog moms who like, mm -hmm. this is our life. Like they're our babies. We would do anything for them, you know, finding them the right care, the right routine, this no. is my world. So I think that definitely helps me. And it's this whole idea of like surround yourself with the people who have what you want to have. You know, ironically, my friend was just texting me about this and she's like, yeah, you know, it's like, if you want to go to jail, hang out with hoodlums, if you want to do this. And I text her back cheekily. And I was like, that's why all my friends drive Benzes, you know, but like, like legit, you know, that's um, surround yourself around people who empower you to feel comfortable in your skin and in your decisions. And, and I think that's not your family. Right. You brought up a great point about, and plans can change for mm -hmm. some people, you know, and that's okay too. I wish I could pinpoint an exact age or moment in time when I just became comfortable with it. And I really, I don't have one other than I just, I realized this is exactly what makes me happy. And as long as I'm happy at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. Like, I'm not going to judge another person for his or her lifestyle. So that's all I ask in return is you don't judge mine. It might not be for you, um, but that's okay. We don't all have to do the same things all the time. So mm -hmm. just let people do what makes them happy, what they're passionate about. Maybe one thing that we can all do better, and I can too, because I am guilty of it. I've said to my friends and my sister-in-laws, as we talked about earlier, Sylvia, like when you're getting married, when you're having kids and that's it, you say, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? It's implied so that it's going to happen. But maybe we can rephrase it like, is that something you want? Is that something you see in your future? Or just phrase it a little bit better. So it's how do you feel fine. about it? Yeah, exactly. So not saying don't have conversations about it, but I think the way that it's phrased a lot of times just implies that that's what every person wants. And that's not necessarily the case. I think that's so... I think you just hit the nail right on the head there. Yeah. I mean, language matters. So can it I ask maybe, um, and I don't know if you guys can answer this or not. Um, so it's a two part question. Have either of you, um, it's not even, I don't, I'm not even to my dog joke yet. Sylvia, geez, you're laughing. <laughs> so two part question. Um, have you guys ever had somebody that has given you grief about uh, like not having kids or not knowing if you were going to want kids? 
Like a, a spe- like somebody that meant literally my that dad, was important to you. Your, so your dad has my dad all the time. Like he'll be like, I just okay. Here's the other thing. So my husband and I have like an equal partnership, and I I'm the breadwinner in in my relationship. Right now, it happened through COVID. It's not a bad thing. Like that's just, just our relationship. So my husband has just been a really beautiful, supportive partner, and has really stepped up to the plate in terms of like making sure our house runs right. And like he's just doing a great job of being super supportive. It drives my dad and my mom crazy. When we go to visit my parents, they're like, again, my parents are very old school and my mom's super like from Honduras. Like I'm first generation American, Central American. So like it's very like the women do everything. You're supposed to cook. You're supposed to clean. You're supposed to do the laundry. These very heady ideals. And the other day I was there and my dad's like, I don't know who taught you to grow up. I mean, look at your mother. She's cooking and cleaning and has all the kids and you're working. And I literally looked at him and I'm like, you did. You literally told me you was from the age of eight would make me come to your car lot, teach me how to sell cars, talk to me about how to buy my first home, how to invest in real estate. You have taught me since I was little to be an entrepreneur, not a mother. How can you be disappointed that I'm not a mother and an entrepreneur instead? I don't understand. <laughs> but yeah, almost every time I visit them, I get some <laughs> grief every time. <laughs> I've had it more a few friends, but not friends who I would consider super close, obviously, mm. <laughs> if they're judging me. Sure. But a lot of coworkers that I've had, um, it's very interesting that they are, seem so invested in why I'm not you know, married and why I don't want to have children. They just can't seem to comprehend. And part of it I get, because if that's something you want for yourself, it might be hard to understand why somebody else doesn't want that. But that's kind of where it goes back to just rephrasing how we talk to people and, you know, just listening to people and not putting pressure on someone to live the same way that you're living your life. I think that's yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, (laughs) that's all I have to say. Just also just a funny look. Mm. For those who are listening, I apologize, but I made a face. I just, I think it's important that people put themselves in that place. Like every, like you're going to have somebody that doesn't agree with your decision. And if we could move to a place that that's not affecting us deeply, you know, like if it's like, and it's okay. And you're going to get people that are completely stunned or shocked or confused. And it's better for our life, for their life to have mentally just be like, I understand that's going to happen. I'm still super excited about what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. the easier I can explain, like, that's what I love. I'm not a fan of kids. I'm like, your kids are awesome. I just don't want my own. It's, I think it moves forward through that building of a relationship or asking the questions instead of living in the fear of like, oh my God, I hope nobody asks me about whether I'm having kids or not. Yeah. And I may have developed a thicker skin sooner compared to some people just because of the profession that I'm in. Yes, I was I'm in the saying. public eye. People feel like they can make comments or say certain things that they maybe wouldn't say to other people. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like I developed a thick skin pretty early on of not being bothered by what other people say about me or think about me. But I, I wish that for everyone that you can get to a point where you're just not bothered and you just live your life for yourself. And if you're looking for it, we here at the Dogish Podcast are giving you full-fledged permission <laughs> to be the best dog mom and dog dad that you can be. And if that's all you want to be, just be it. All right. It is now time for us to close our show in the most the most important of ways. Jason. Okay. Sir, if you, you ready. Last week's you loved so much, so I'm nervous for this week. 
<laughs> you should okay. be nervous. There's a lot of pressure around this now. You ready? <laughs> no, yeah. What do you call a wild dog that meditates? An a werewolf. <laughs> Come on. Really like Let it out, Sylvia. <laughs> Alfie's laughing too. Right He's like. <laughs> that was so good. That was perfect. Glad oh my gosh. It. Danielle, this Thank was so, so fun. Thank you so much. Like, this is a, a great, great topic. We look. I'm going to, to come to Wisconsin and I'm going to buy you a drink and we're just going to share pictures of our dog children. And that that's going to be our whole so evening. Much fun. No, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to speak with me and invite me on. I, it was a great conversation and hopefully people take something away from it. They will. Absolutely. Definitely. Thanks so much. We can't wait to have you back. For Thank sure. you guys. We could do this again. I just want to take a quick moment to thank our amazing guest today, Danielle, for coming on with us. Obviously, for all of our listeners for being here. Um, anything that we discussed today, products, websites, obviously, Danielle's Instagram will be linked in the show notes. Make sure you're following us at The Doggish Podcast on Instagram. And there's no the, it's just at Doggish Podcast. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe. And if you haven't yet, Take a two I know we're like seconds. 25 episodes in now. You I'm like, come on, you guys. Just like take two seconds, go to Apple Podcasts, rate us. Yep. Because we're your favorite hosts click, of any podcast click ever. Six stars. And if there's not six, click five at least. At least five. Okay. <laughs> Until next time. All right. We'll talk to you guys later.